This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. And we're speaking to, of course, an acclaimed South African playwright, researcher, director, art teacher, and award-winning theatre practitioner, and a University of Cape Town drama lecturer. And his name is Mandla Mbotwe about the state of arts and theatre industry. But I also just want to get to know the man and the work and why uh, he puts out, you know, the kind of work that he does. Because sometimes a lot of creatives are driven by a particular, you know, uh, aspect. And I just want to find out also what that is uh, where Mandla is concerned. Mandla Mbotwe, it's a privilege to be chatting to you. It's a really... Honor, you know, when I when I when I look at the kind of works and and I and I was googling you today and and trying to find you know some insights into the kind of works that you've done and and it's a litany of of really really good works, both local and international. So welcome to Power Perspective, Mandla. Thank you so much, Denver, and 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 thank you for inviting me and and good evening to to the listeners. You know, I have to I have to thank a guy, uh, Sandy Lengidi, uh, for for. for ah. the... <laughs> Yes, you know, uh, in in the in the in the wee hours of of the morning, the man then you know, WhatsApps and DMs and all sorts of things, and he says, "Hey, chief, there's a guy you need to be talking to," uh, and the, and his name is Mandla Mbotwe, and I was like, "Okay, so yes, you know, let, let's do this," and and here you are, Mandla. Thank you so much, Denver. Thank you for responding to that. Um, mm. and it's really an honor to be in this platform and to be able to have a, a conversation with you and with the. With the society as a whole. Mandla, let's let's look at this. Harvesting of dreams. The grave of a man uh the, the grave of a man is next to the road. Eden of sounds, the wounds of a healer, voices of woman, Biko's guest, Biko rising, sacred of sacreds, talking souls. There's a, a, a Mendy involved, a play around Mendy, the nineteen seventy six spirits. 1992 was when you when you completed matric. Your scorecard looks really really impressive. You know, in the in the in the in the time that you've been around, Mandla. It's how, how do you how do you get time to fit it all in, or has it just been you know go 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 with you? I I I, th- I think Denver. Um, to be honest, when it all started, it was mostly in high school, and of course, we know most of us. Mm. We if we really want to go as far back as Sunday school, we can go there with the Sunday school rhymes and Sunday school verses and mm. and, and those kinds of things. But also, I must say that in all of us, mm. I think performing performing arts, storytelling, theater, mm. uh, it's something that is not unfamiliar. We grew up in front of it in and both in a in a Western conventional way, yeah. but mostly in a African traditional way of performances, both yeah. as site-specific and performances of rituals, performances mm. of or in church, mm. uh, uh, performances in, in on streets, performances mm. during times of toy-toy, mm. um, and all that have become so familiar and have become a building blocks to my career. And mm. my very first time that I became much more attracted to it, it was during the school struggle um mm. uh in in late 80s sure. where where we 
actually we, we in, in times of calling the students to mass meetings and to stay away and stuff and we know that the students will think that is, the, is their opportunity to, to just go home mm. and they were not really responding to pamphlets and to speeches. Yeah. When we started finding other creative way of politicizing, organizing and conscientizing students yeah. at that time and art became yeah. the most powerful tool that we employed. Mm. And mm. since then, I, I knew that this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do in terms of using art, using creative expressions, mm. uh, in terms of empowering, organizing, and conscientizing, and mobilizing young people and mm. our societies into a better future. Mm. And post-1994, uh, of course, uh, that has not stopped. Things have shifted. Mm. We have become a wounded nation. Yeah. And my art and my purpose of doing it has always been working and making and writing and working with different people in building villages in mm. search for healing mm. for those particular wounded mm. um, uh, uh, both like as a collective wound and also yeah. as an individual wound. And we continue doing that. Yeah. You know how... Uh, our system and, you know, how the system that we live in continues to perpetuate the violence of poverty. Mm. I mean, I was listening to some of the, of some, some of the, some of the listeners who will just call you now, yeah. now complaining about the, the broken down system, the promises that have been broken down. So mm. the wound is continuously being attacked mm. uh, and the promise has been, you know, it's is, 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 is been betrayed, if you want to put mm. it that way. Mm. Uh, um, and, and, and we are constantly in fear and I'm constantly searching for ways of agitating the system, searching for the ways of actually finding the ways of looking at the wound that was never attended to yeah. or that were forced to be covered by the rain bandage and to unpack that wound and really squeeze it see, to this, eh, mm. so that we can get rid of the past and we can deal with the real wound mm. because of the society cannot be healed under false pretend of healing sure you can't cheat healing in two sense you cannot because of it will always come back to you and healing cannot be actually uh, be an overall kind of time frame say that between mm. this time and this time everyone must be healed from the past mm. so so my play recognizes that that our past is still so present mm. but also we can be bigger than our past and our present and, and, and using our dreams to look beyond that and when I refer to dreams I refer to dreams of the waking time and yeah. the dreams of the sleeping times and the sleeping times it's a multiple kinds of dreams. It's the dreams that actually makes us con in connection with our ancestors. It might be messages from mm. our ancestors, mm. or it might be just a playback of subconscious of things that we did not register during the day. Sure. And it, of course, the waking time dream is the dream that what we want to become in future. Those dreams that make us to wake up in the morning and pursue our careers and mm. pursue our goals in life. Mm. Um, so, so, so present day objectives. Mm. Yes. So the theater we make, in a way, I, I, you know, when everyone asks me, well, what is the kind of theater to make? And I just remembered when I was very young, I said that I wanted to be a doctor. And, you know, <laughs> and my father was a herbalist. So I grew up in that family mm. of, of, of searching for healing for, for the family, for individual, but also for the community. Mm. Um, and once my father said, uh, I, I, I'm interested in growing herbs. You are interested in growing people. And that meant so much for me. Uh, that that the work we do we value so much because of it speaks to the totality of humanity, mm. uh, where spirit, mm. mind, brains, and the souls. We as Africans we take that as the wholeness of the body without separating those. Mm. 
and the theater that we make reclaims that, mm. reclaims the stolen memory in terms of the language, in terms of the cultural practices and spiritual practices, yeah. but also reclaims the intergenerational wisdom, magic, and traumas. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, Mandla. When, when, and, and I just need this particular aspect. You, you, you speak about the politic, the politics of 1980s and the early 90s, and 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 you know there was 1976 and and all of that as well. And so there's a historical context to that, a, a particular political perspective, respect to that. And then democracy comes in 1994. And we, we begin to do art, and the art reflects all of that, and, and, and it's those voices of the past trying to tell our stories, right? Yeah. And, and, and we give voice to those particular stories because we, want, we, we don't want it to go away. Exactly. When, when do you begin to realize that you as an artist needs to tell sometimes a different story about this dream that... that, that that didn't maybe happen. Is there a turning point for you? You know, because early nineties we're still in euphoria. The the up mm. up until about two thousand, we 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 we're still thinking magical Mandela. You know, mm. and and when then does an artist begin to say, wait wait a minute, I need I need to change my script. I need to look at a different narrative because things might not be working out the way we thought they're going to work out. I think Denver, you know, when we go back, it was one of the, my interests um, in, in, the, in the world of art mm. uh, or in the storytelling mm. is to reclaim the stolen memory, what I call the stolen memory. Yeah. And that stolen memory can speak to the factual archives of what really took place. Like, for example, the story about Steve Biko, the story about Kukuletu Seven, the story about mm. SS Mendy, uh, and many other stories that I've dealt with. But mm. every time I deal, deal with those stories, it's because of I'm dealing with those stories because of I want to respond to now. Mm. It's not because of I'm a historian, I want people True to True story. Remember. Of course, mm. I want people to, to remember, but I want to find heads from the archives. I always mm. believe that herbs and healing tools and healing powers are based in our archives. And mm. those archives and narratives, particularly the black narrative, have been buried and sidelined uh, for so long. And mm. part of excavating and, resur and resurfacing those narratives is part of healing the nation because of it's part of recognizing who we are, mm. where we've been, and what we are, and what we can become. Mm. And because of that, so, so the question is always central is, what happens when the past meets the present in the making of this? Mm. And because of the kind of making of it, it's not always more factual about it, but mm. finding the, 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 the themes that are carried by those stories yeah. and how do they replay themselves in today and how can we use it in the present form mm. in finding the better future for us. Mm. So even if we are telling those stories, our mind is always not, in, not naive from the fact that we need to progress. Mm. We, we know, I mean, the current play now, it's a retracing of many plays that I've created mm -hmm. and the remapping of them, but looking at those plays and putting them together and say, where to now? Mm. How can we move? But also recognizing in a critical reflection of our society, mm. we say that it is only held by the spider's thread. Mm. It means that our humanity, our home, it just needs just one push and it will collapse. Yeah. And we are trying to wake up people that might be ignorant of that or but might be just don't care about it and mm. saying like listen guys we have something very special here we've got 
so much wisdom. We've got so much strength. Mm. We need to bring ourselves together. We need to recoup ourselves into a village spirit of trying to really find a way out of this thing. Of Jonathan, um, I mean, no, I'm with you. I'm mm. to it and say that we we are a liberated country of the unfree people. Mm. Let me speak to let me speak to that point, Mandla. You know, um, there, there's the whole issue of land, and you talk about stolen memory, and then there's the issue of stolen land, and yeah. and stolen land is the physical part of things because yeah. you know yeah. that that we can we, we look yeah. back and say our our ancestors once lived there. You know, yeah. who who whose graves are those on the land yeah. that are owned by the people today, right? Yeah. So so that's the land aspect. But when you talk of stolen memories. Uh, you know, for and 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 you and you and you begin to you know, I begin to concretize that. It's it's almost saying to me, it's like people took our path. They they took yeah. our they took our herbs, like you would say. They yeah. took our herbs. Yeah. But in place of that, Mandla, I you know, my my understanding is when I look at some of your plays, is that they gave us confusion in return. It's 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 like so we we constantly on this path of searching now. For who we are, for those stolen memories, for those, for that past, you know, aspect, and and the future is not giving it to us. So, so we're in this perpetual, you know, space where we we're almost balancing um, between what we know, what we've heard, what we've seen, and that which was stolen, and that aspect of not getting it. I I, I don't think so that we are not getting it sure. I think we have progressed so much yeah. in terms of reclaiming our identity, in, in, in terms of well, actually reclaiming our practices. Yeah. I think there's so much that is emerging. I even call that uh, that stage that we are in now, that the roots are cracking the concrete. Oh, brilliant. Whatever it was buried, mm. it's, it's actually the roots are coming up. You see it in, in our institution. Mm. It will be a tragedy for me to say that we have not progressed. Mm. It will be a tragedy for me that all the things that we've been saying about reclamation of this story in memory, nothing happens. Mm. There's, a, there's a quite a huge embracement and recognition of our languages. Mm. There's quite a huge recognition of decolonial knowledges mm. and of decentralized knowledge and yeah. wisdom. Um, there's quite a lot of that. Um, but also in terms of Every time we do something, every time we speak of a problem and a challenge, there's always a sense of progression that we move forward. Mm. We are not really stuck, mm. but for us not to, to progress, we need to always agitate. And the agitation will never stop. And at also, the mm. search of a better you will never stop. Mm. We always seek for, for progression. So even the liberation and the freedom, whatever stage we are in of it, we will always search for the better one. Mm. So, and if we stop that search, it means that people have stopped progressing. Mm, and anything mm. that stops progression, then it means that it's degrading and it's going down to the grave. So, mm. the work that we do, I think, uh, 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 Denver, is yeah. it's really about a constant reminder, a constant remembering. Because of, you must remember that once one loses identity, one loses its fixed point. Yeah, yeah. In a way. And we need fixed point. It's, you, 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 you need to go to Uga. No matter what you need <laughs> yeah. to go to Uga. Yeah, you go need home. To be able to say, I'm going home. Mm. Spiritually, physically, materialistically. Mm. And I want to go back to, to the thing that you, you touched quite so importantly about, about Umshaba, yeah. about the land. Yeah. It's at the heart of everything that when that was taken away, mm. in a way, it was taken away not only 
as a materialistic thing that we don't have land to stay and also stand. It was taken away our sacred spaces, our country disappeared. Mm, mm, mm. But also knowledge system disappeared. But mm. also forests. And someone claims actually in a way that the mental illnesses that is skyrocketing these days is because mm. of people who were removed from the forest and the river. Mm, mm. Hence, it is always encouraged to take a walk on the beach or take a walk in the forest to calm yourself down. But there's so much that when you take land from someone, yeah. you take not only the materialistic, you take health, well-being, ancestral connections, and the identity. Mm. And, and I've always asked this question also that even if we say that we want to encourage people, can you really, really, in true sense, be in a highest confidence form mm. if you do not have land? True story. Can you really heal? Can you really find total mm. healing in a total being of a person mm. if you are stricken by poverty? Because there's a, there's a, because there's a spirituality aspect to that. Yes. yes. Remember, I don't want also to, to separate the two. Mm. I don't want to separate the three. Absolutely. You know, I do not want to, to divide. The, when I speak of humanity, I speak mm. of humanity in a total, total African context mm. that we cannot separate they cannot separate the intergenerational being of me that I don't walk alone. Absolutely. That's one part. And I don't walk alone without spirituality. Spirituality is part of me mm. and is not separated to me. Mm. And then also I cannot separate the fact that I've got a tummy, I've got the, and biologically there are things that I need, I need biologically. Mm. Which is more materialistic thing. You need a roof under my head, which is home. Yeah. And, you know, which was one of the colonial distractions mm. in, in a way. So 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 the, the I think the piece also is this current piece that is happening at best which two performances left which is on Saturday yeah. at three and three PM and uh, and at seven thirty. Um uh look at what con- what continues to attack this knowledge or this form or this idea of home in an African context. Mm. But also but also what, what, what the play does also uh, plays a huge role in remembering the people who went to exile, mm. whose spirit and who were never mourned. Mm. So in whose spirit were never collected. So we talk about the uncollected and unmourned people. Mm. So we commemorate those people who died in those bushes and in those forests and all those kinds of things. So, mm. so that's one part of it. But also it comments into the most thing now in our society where we see families that are homes that are led by by children yeah. without parents mm. um and then what does that mean what, what does that where does that put our society into in, in, in a way so there are multiple things that the piece comments in but it comments in totality of things without separating things as a divide uh in a in a more western notion of dividing things sure. it, it embraces the totality of it being a human in the space and that is imbued by stories both stories of healing but also stories of pain mm. but when we talk talk about those stories in theater we need to transcend them into healing herbs how do you how do you how do you generate the, the, the search for answers into that theater space. You know, you, 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 you go in search of answers and, and, and sometimes you know what the, what the answers are, but sometimes, you know, you've got you've to leave open-ended questions that you would ask because yeah. people would look at those particular questions and, and, and need to, to, to take that in themselves 
and answer yeah. those questions that you would put in front of people, uh, you know, for them to answer so that people could then come to that collective space, you know, where, where, where one understands what was taken. How, yeah. how, how far do you lead somebody down that path of searching for answers? I, 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 think, I think that the more interest, most interesting, uh, I think more and more powerful and empowering uh, notions of working is, is, is when you watch someone who is constantly in search of something and discovering little bit things and acknowledging mm. those discoveries and stuff. Mm. Mm. So that's one part. So in the making of the story, one of the elements, right, I say is part of reclaiming the, the, the stolen identity is the collectivity, the yeah. village spirit. Yeah. We, when, when I come up with the title and I come up with few monologues and few writings, mm. I come up with them in a, in a very fragmented form. Okay. So that when I call the people that I work with, they come up with their personal narratives too. Mm. They add into this Portuguese, if you like. <laughs> and we start actually finding out exactly. And, I, and at times I engage with the process with a clear understanding of this is the play that I want to create. Mm. But during the making of it and the, during the incorporating other people's voices and other people's narratives and other people's um, thinking and, and other people's prayers within that, the shift and the story starts molding itself into a particular direction that is needed to go. And that mm. is called humbling yourself into the process. Mm. So I might want to tell the story about, um, let's say, about healing in, yeah. in, in, in a way, or about fire. But yeah. that fire means, or that healing means different things to different people at different points of, in, in time. Mm. And when you collect that, so I think for me, the audience who are watching the piece, they could, they could tell if this is a singular idea or it's a multiple or plural idea. Yeah, yeah. They, but also they could tell that if it's a making of an individual or the making of a village. And I believe that any kind that is made by the village from the purpose of being good and the purpose of development, one could actually identify with that. Mm. But also the kind of work that I do also, it's a reincorporating of what I call the African aesthetic. So that's another part of reclaiming. So mm, there will mm. be songs that are familiar to mm. people. There will be text and metaphors and idioms that are familiar to people, mm. but also there will be gestures and traditional and rituals and spirituality practices that are familiar to people. But when, when I start putting them together with mm -hmm. people, with the choreographers, with the musical director and stuff, we know that the audience will pick up and these points and different points of the, our performance will become trigger points to, for them while they are watching this story to be engaging with their story to make meaning out of the story that has been told in front of them. And sure. for me, that's power. That's a village creation beyond just a performer and a passive audience member. Sure. So you are bound to be part of that story, not passively and engage with it. It's all of your being. You know, uh, for the story to make sense, you need to engage with your own personal narrative. 21 minutes to the top of the hour. My guest, of course, is Mandela Mbotwe, theatre practitioner and UCT drama lecturer. But just apart from that, let me say, uh, playwright, researcher, director, art teacher, theatre practitioner, curator, sitting on boards, all of these things combined, just a, a, a huge amount of talent in one place. But of course, he's, he's also sharing all of that talent with every single person as he brings all of this, all the works, of course, to a stage and puts it out there. Also, uh, publications and all the other too. So, Sandy Langidi, I wasn't going to let you out of this. 
um, you know, you were not going to get out of this scot-free. So, you know, Sandile, welcome. Uh, thank, you, thank you so much, my dear brother. Uh, guilty as charged. Your <laughs> owner is mine. You know, Sandile, I'm going to tell a story quickly, and Mandla might appreciate this. I once tweeted a picture of myself in Durban with a hotel background. And, 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 and Sandile looked at the picture and said, this man is in my area. And looked at the picture and said, the background looks like it could be from this hotel. And then he went to the hotel, sat on the sat on the porch there outside until I would appear to introduce himself as Sandile Ngidi, who we have been talking to a lot. But he would have said, Chief, this is me. Look at me. <laughs> Sandile, how are you? I'm okay, my brother. I hope it doesn't mean that I'm a stalker or I've just dumped a car on the border of Zimbabwe. We've got Mandla here, Sandile, and and right. you know a wealth a wealth of talent, and and we've just been talking for at least the last thirty thirty five minutes around it. You, you know your your commentary and and why you would have you know nudged also us in this particular direction. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. You know, uh, 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 my dear brother, uh, Mandla Mbote is a phenomenon. Mm. And having lived in Johannesburg uh, for many years, and Deben, of course, uh, I've not been that much familiar with his work. Mm. So the exposure to his work, let me make a confession. I've already watched Ikeli Dekhiza three times. Mm. Three times. Wow. And I've invited friends to go and take part in enjoying what I thought was really, really a remarkable mm. historic moment uh, in the in the in the in the in the world of theatre storytelling, African mm. storytelling in particular, mm. because he has got a certain way, a very very unique signature of returning to the cosmological, uh, spiritual issues of mm. African people, and do so. Uh, in a manner that is rooted as well in the language. He does language, uh, to use the words of of Tony Morrissey. Mm. So he does language, he does culture, he does poetry uh, in in an almost epic form. Mm. And he tells uh, stories that deal with our anxieties at different levels. And there's a dialogue between the living and the dead, and it's cyclical. It never ends. Mm. And, and, and in that way, he, he, he probes deeper into our uh, dilemmas, existentially and otherwise. But also within this work, there's a certain, a very, very, very strong reconnection with a mm. great theater tradition that could belong anywhere in the world. Mm. To the Greeks, to Shakespeare, to to Mkai, to H.I.E. Jomo, uh, or even Gibson Cantor for that matter. Mm. So he is uh, uh, walking with the ancestors. He's walking with he's walking with those who came before him and entered this space, and is bringing in his own energy, his own boldness, and he is very bold, I must say. Mm. As you enter, as you enter the, 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 the show, there is impact for incense that is burning. Uh, so mm. already that puts you in a trance. 
It means you go there, it's like you're entering a shrine. Mm. But I'm not thinking about uh, Felakuti shrine, of course. Mm-hmm. But this is a special shrine that Manja um, but, uh, uh, you know, curates, and it does this very well with magnetic uh, dancing, uh, you know, uh, choreography and music. Mm. The for the benefit of all of us, Sandile, I've got Mandla who's listening to you and can respond exactly. So you can say hi to him also. And Mandla, you, you've got Sandile <laughs> there. I, I, think, I think you've got it everything now. I think Denver, mm. if, if you know, it's our top and we clap sound, eloquent, <laughs> uh, reflection of, of the production. Thank you so much, Sandile. Sandile, Sandile, what I'm going to do, Mandela, is I'm going I'm to ask Sandile to ask a question on behalf of all of us. Sandile, if there's one question out of, out of all of this that you'd like to take away from watching that particular, you know, uh, play three times and, and, and maybe you've still got a question to ask or, or there's a deeper, you know, question that you really, really want to ask, ask it now, Sandile, for the benefit of all of us. You are so right. Thank you so much. One of the things that strikes me about uh, your work, Manta, is that you do not apologize about the choices you make. One of them being the fact that it is Tosa in language. Of course, the experience of the human, of the, I mean, I mean, human experiences are, are universal, but you do this in your language, in your culture, in your belief systems. But of course, you create art. So my question is, how do your colleagues in the sector, in the industry, other artistic directors, for instance, mm. other storytellers receive your work? Sandile Ngidi, I'm going to say thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective tonight also. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you. That's Sandile Ngidi. Mandla, you've, you've, got a, you've got a question there, you know, Mandla. And just before Sandile actually, Sandile actually asked that particular question, I had written down something here. And it and, and, and it was it was in relation to how audiences perceive your work. Mixed audiences. You 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 take of course, you know, your 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 work internationally as well. And and re- in relation to what Mandela is asking, uh, not Mandela uh, Sandile is asking, do do they get it? So 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 that's just a a a a, a, a question on top of what Sandile is already que- is already asking. I, I I think Denver the, the the work of arts and the kind of work that I engage with mm. while it embraces and it's anchored into the language and mm. the part of reclaiming that language. Mm. Uh, I mean the language for me has always been important that it's because I've always been used in theater as a comic relief in within the within the community. When mm. you watch mm. the community of so to speaking community, they will be doing their theater in English, mm. and whenever they want the audience to laugh, they would throw the suit to there. Mm. And that, that has bothered me quite a lot. I mean, uh, the language has always been part of, of, of my passion and part mm. of reclaiming its dignity, mm. but also knowing that the language is not only a tool of communication, but the language holds and stores culture and identity and knowledge and wisdom of people. Mm. So uh, by bringing it forth and reclaiming it into a, the main stage or mainstream performances for mm. me was, was one of my major things. Mm. And then the second one, of course, we do theater in a way that our ways of in an African society, mm. theater is an interdisciplinary tool. Mm. So theater in a way is not based in language. Theater is based in sound. 
Theater mm-hmm. is based in smells. Theater is based in the body. Theater is based into the musical instrument. Movement. Mm. It's based in movement. It's mm. based in mm. dancing. So at times you watch the story and see people dancing. That's all they do. And dancing with masks or mm. just dancing around the fire. And that's the story enough that transcends people from one part to another. Mm. So theater should move people. It should challenge people. It should take people out of their comfort zone, but also it should elevate them and, and, and you know, and, and put them in what is called community art, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say quite a lot with the liminal, liminality in terms of, of the space. And for me, that is quite important that actually the audience themselves, when they come, it goes beyond the linguistic language. Mm. That you feel there's a sensory into it that mm-hmm. it will take and trigger you in different points that actually the reliance on of the hearing sense mm. is just one of many sense that you need to rely on in engaging and transported by the work. Mm. And the work seeks that. It really engages not, not only four senses, but also beyond those senses, the sense of, of spirituality, the sense of being elevated and the sense, don't you know that sense you know what I call when you say Gonzwini, there's nothing wrong in life. Mm-hmm. It is that sense that that reminds people about their power, that reminds people about the, the spirit of possibility, mm-hmm. that revitalizes them. It is the same sense that made our parents to, to, to stand and enjoy the pain of, of, of suffering. Mm-hmm. Because of it was that singing, it was that sense of singing and toy toy that made people to face bullets with stones. Mm. It's that sense, and it's that kind of a theater that we should be making mm. to remind people of their power of transcending from of 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 of, of reminding them of that they are bigger than their suffering. Mm. They could imagine themselves out of pain, out of suffering, into better places. Mm. Let me let me just dwell a little bit on the spirituality part because that that comes across in a lot of in a lot of your work the the element of of beliefs and and knowledge systems but but the the, the element of spirituality and and I, I you know translated of course the new play is the sermon right so let me let me ask you a a, a deep question and and I did a documentary once called what happens when we die. And, and 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 I did that because there was somebody who I was interviewing who honestly believed that somebody who had died would 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 return in your artistic work how do you engage the spirituality where we begin to ask questions of the other side and when I say the other side and 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 I'm saying of those who have passed on how do we ask those particular questions and and are those questions for us as living, or are they questions for us to understand the other side? How, how do we how do we get that deep connection through on 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 a stage? I I I, I mean no, I mean one of the things that I mentioned also to to get into that deep on a stage is the, is is to use exactly the existing elements of oral tradition of mm. performances. Mm. Mm. of storytelling, like songs, mm. uh, 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 the instruments that are used, the sounds that are being used, the senses that is being used in the mm. space that stimulate and become the trigger point yeah. of that particular kind of, of, of activity. Mm. So, so, so there's just something that you cannot escape when a group of people are singing something mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. their hands are together. Yeah. And it's even worse when you are familiar with the sound 
and that the sound speaks something into you, even if at times you cannot pinpoint it. Mm. So our sensitivity to the spirituality also varies. Mm. So as our gangsters are stimulated by various forms of trigger points. So mm. you might be someone that when some a particular sound in a space is being evoked, you cannot stand it because of it makes your spirit or it makes your heart beat differently and all those kinds of things. So, mm. so those are just aesthetical elements that exist in our society and we know what they do. Yeah. But also, I think there's something about spirituality that we, that also, that we, we need to also understand that we, we are, it's in us, mm. it's around us, mm. it's part of us, it's not separated from us. I, I even go on and say there's a biological example that I always say to people that to, to, to prove that you are many people and you are the continuation of those many people that came before you mm. and they are still within you also. Mm. Um, that where, when, when you, if, if someone puts you on stage and take all most of the generations of your past from your mother's side and from your father's side, mm. uh, from let's say 100 generations, they are sitting on stage and each and everyone is given a chance to go up on stage and point out their part yeah. in you. All of them point and say, these are my eyes. Oh, you've got my lips. Oh, you've got my tongue. Oh, gee, uh -huh. you've got my smell. Wow, you sound like your aunt. Oh, you know, those people. And that proves that you are a multitude of many people mm. that came before you. Mm. You know, and, you know, and for me, not only biologically, and that itself mm. carries itself its own. It carries its the, the spirit itself. Mm. Um, and 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 of course, you know, spirituality can be inter interpreted by different people in different ways. But spirituality is a recognition that we are not alone, and we are not. And sure. don't, don't say that, that we don't walk alone. We we you know, when the things that we do at times that we don't remember, they are being channeled through us mm. uh, when we when we work, when we make this work at times you don't even remember how you wrote that stanza how it came about mm. and you watch it and say, how did we get into that particular pen and someone and no one in the cast will remember and we know that when we engage with those kinds of things we allow ourselves and humble ourselves enough mm. by actually creating those elements and those platform and environment that will stimulate other sources and other beings that we live with and that are part sure. of us that we work with in to be in the play itself, in the making and in the performance. You know, you know, Mandela, the last time I heard the word trance was when from my late mom who, who had used that particular word. And I've just heard it from you as well in that particular context. And it just brought memories back as well. Trance. Mandela, the, the good and the evil... Uh, good and evil plays plays a role because in the political context you have the good and the evil and and the you know before 1994 and after 1994 but there's also the good and the evil in the spiritual context does does that come a lot and and does that come through a lot in 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 your work and and is it something that you practically bring to to your work um i mean yes uh uh both not separating the spirituality and the and the materialistic world, if you yeah, like. Yeah. I don't separate those worlds because of, uh, they, they are all interconnected in, mm. in a way. And things actually emerge or manifest into us uh, in, in different ways. Mm. So, so uh, one of the principles of the oral tradition of storytelling uh, is that the, the, you know, the, the, there are those 
those points, you mm. know, which is good and evil. Mm. And, and it is said that a good story mm. must always have the good winning over evil. Mm-hmm. Because of that is the search and that is the progressive. Mm. And, and even if other people feel that that is not always necessary, but it was necessary in teaching because of what a person of storytelling was mainly for, for children and teaching mm. children about, about how to handle themselves and how to interact with the nature, how to interact with themselves and, and the family and, and the language itself. Mm. Um, and in the stories that we, 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 we create, we agitate certain things at Denver, and at times we don't mm. provide answers mm. because of, we believe that in, in witnessing the search of something, the power lies in there. So, mm. so it's the, even the notion of saying that at times it is in the search of healing that we become better people and we heal better. It might not take us into a full healing point, mm. but that search of healing and the things you do uh, deliberately in search for that healing and the journeys that you take and the and, and, and the elements that you incorporate in doing that mm. actually makes us better people. So at times when we do these productions and we perform these productions, it's a continuous search. Mm. And that search, we progress and become better people. Sure. Baxter Flipside uh, Theatre, up until the 8th of April. Ikrela, uh, let's see, is, uh, talk to us about where people can see it, uh, how they can see it, and, and what happens after the 8th if people are still saying, I need to, after this particular conversation, and people are saying, I need to see this, I need to, I'm, I'm so sorry, I would have missed it, and, and they're not particularly in a vicinity where the Baxter Theatre is. Talk to us about that and, and how long it's still on for and, and how people can just access content and or conversations or discussions after. Uh, the, the play is still on. We've got only two performances that are left. Unfortunately, we're not performing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's Good Friday. Sure. Uh, um, so, uh, so we've got the last two performances on Saturday, a 3 o'clock performance and then a 7.30 performance at Baxter Theatre in Cape Town, Ronabosch. Mm. at the flip side and the play is called the sermon mm. um and unfortunately we we would really love to tour the piece and mm. and to be seen as many people uh in different provinces because of, i think there's a value of 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 sharing stories that come from different provinces across across the country yeah but also intercontinentally you know you know uh, before we even want to go to Europe and other places, I think there's a great value now mm. in trying to really uh, building up these bridges and reducing distances by touring these pieces that carry so much of, of similarity and so much of, of inspiration in terms of, of love, self, love for, for, for self and love for, for the narrative. Mm. And- um, Mandla, before before I let you go, Mandla, because I've got the news bulletin coming on the top of the hour, let, let me ask you just about the 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 aspect of you training, um, you know, new talent, giving giving that particular space so much light. Um, are we are we finding that theatre within within you know the black community within you know communities that were that were not traditionally you know seen by western society to be on theater you know we we had of course our own theater and we had our culture and and religious aspects and all of that and it never never died yeah. this new talent that's coming through you know that that you that you educating and you and you and you sifting through the processes is there is there, are you excited by that 
I'm, uh, that excites me. Actually, that's one of my my my, my purpose of waking up is is to know that actually we are actually transferring the skills. We are training young people, but also we look at what our society needs and mm. the gaps that exist. So I'm I'm part of the co-artistic directors of the Magnet Theatre, as one of, yeah. of 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 the theatres that runs a full-time training program mm. for young people from the township mm. who, for many other or various reasons, could not access the institutions Absolutely. of like UCT and other things. So yeah. we create this full-time training program and that full-time training program also is backed up with something that we call culture gang mm. which every year we, we actually engage with more than 150 young people in different communities that seek to understand art but also to participate and really inspire people to engage with theater and to engage with other forms of art. Mm. So these young people that you now, are, uh, they've just finished their second year, last year of second year, mm. and now they're in their third year, um, and now we call them the intense, the young, the Magnet Theater Youth Company. Mm. And they have been performing in a professional stage with professional people. So there's quite a lot also of intergenerational kind of relationship that we encourage as part of the training. So, so that's what we do. And these, 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 these trainees that, that are just graduating now, mm. it's our eighth cohort. Oh wow! Two-year training program, and ninety mm. percent of them are all over on televisions, are directors, are theatre makers, are teachers, mm. are at schools, and some of them have managed through that to be able to go to institutions like University of Cape Town mm. because of they they went to the training program first. So so we are excited about that, and I we believe that 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 forms part of the ecosystem of our industry. And if there's no gap that harvests these talents from our communities and from our talent then soon enough, we'll be heading for the death of the industry. Mm. Mandela, it's been an honor. It's really been an honor and and, and absolutely insightful conversation. And, and, you know, I hope you do take it, you know, uh, on the road, uh, your, your present play, Krela Letiza. I, I hope you take it, you take it on the road and, and, and someone like myself who's not in Cape Town at the moment and won't be there on the 8th as well when you, when you do your, your last shows, you know, will, will also be exposed to, to something of this nature because, you know, it's, it's, it's traveling. So thank you so, so much for coming through, Mandla. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invite and thank you for giving me your space to have this conversation. Thank you. That's Mandla Mbatwe. Everything else. Yeah. Curator, board member, theater practitioner, art teacher, director, researcher, playwright, you name it, he's done it. More or less about 21, 22 years in the industry, been writing so much, uh, so many work of his are just out there. And I'll just give you a harvesting of dreams, the grave of the man next to the road, Eden of sounds, the wound of a healer, voices of woman, Biko's guest, Biko's quest and Biko's rising, sacred and sacred, talking souls, Mendy, 1976 spirits, and more and more and more. Those are just the, some of the ones that I've written down. A talented man that, and I hope he just goes from, you know, good, better to, to, to best in the work that he's doing. Love that he's giving back as well. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.